Hello. Oh, I hit my nose. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Two Peas in a Book book club. You gotta you gotta say it out loud. You can't whisper no, in the I was thing. mouthing it. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt your your spiel. I'm so, I, I interrupted it anyways. Okay. Well this you weren't is, supposed to know it is. This is a book discussion, so we gotta use our voices. Oh, this is a podcast, they're not even gonna be able to see it. Well, they they can see it. They can okay. watch it on my YouTube channel. But also, if I fix it up correctly, they should be able to listen to it as just a podcast as well. Yeah, in today's episode, the very first episode, uh, we're going to be discussing Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, mm-hmm. the prequel to the Hunger Games series. Mm. 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 We got a lot to unpack about this book. Ugh. We... We have not discussed it with each other, and that's yeah. how all these... It's been so hard, though, to not discuss it. Like, while both of us were reading it, we'd come in and we'd be like, I meant this part. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so every other week there will be a new episode of this, and we'll be discussing a new book and sharing our thoughts about if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. We tried to pick books that we will enjoy, but you know, sometimes that doesn't work out. Why do you keep staring at I'm yourself? sorry. I'm, I'm judging how I sit and the position of my head. Okay, stuff. we're going to put a thing to cover yourself. Thanks. You're not like Tad Cooper who freaks out every time he sees himself. But, yeah, so this is going to be a very spoilery review of Ballads. Yeah. So if you haven't read it and you don't want to be spoiled, maybe don't listen to this episode. Maybe come back. We'll be here. Don't worry. You're not going to miss anything. But, yeah, I guess that's it. Um... Well, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. What's valid? <laughs> My name is Lakin. Okay. Hi, I'm Walter. Yeah. We are <laughs> an avid reading husband and wife duo. Mm. Um, I read a lot of... I read a lot of every genre. It's kind of easier to say the genres I don't read a lot of, and that's like romance and high fantasy Mm. so my favorite things Mm. are steampunk mermaids werewolves historical fiction mystery thrillers oh that's my jam did you say steampunk yes i did just make it sure that was the first thing i said no yeah 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 just make it sure sorry Mm -hmm. what about you high fantasy (laughs) high fantasy yeah um brandon sanderson and brent weeks Mm. Um, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Financial books. <laughs> yeah. What are you currently reading? Um, right now I am in the middle of uh the fourth book, fifth book of Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series. It's called Shadows Self, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. So in the first half, he introduces a world. Um, in the first three books, he introduces a world and builds it up. 
fantastic five-star series. Um, and then in the second three books, it's like a completely separate trilogy, same universe, 400 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, the first book was like four stars. Um, I don't know. I just don't love the characters as much in the second half. But anyways, that's what I'm reading right now. And then a number of financial books. I like uh, Four Day Work Week and Rich Dad, Poor Dad and uh, Money Mastering the Game. Mm. I have to say it like that. That's just how it sounds <laughs> in my head when I read the title. But I, those are my readers right now. <laughs> those sound really <laughs> No. Oh, Mistborn is so good, though. Oh, I'm not uh, talking about Mistborn. Oh, the other ones, 100%. They're very boring. But Yeah. <laughs> They are. What about you? What are you reading? <laughs> I am um, Parasol Protectorate. I mm. lost the name of the series for a second. It's a big mouthful. Yeah. I'm reading the fourth book in that. It's called Heartless by Gail Carringer. It's Woo-woo. one of the best art- authors ever. She's great. <laughs> but it is a about a soulless woman named Alexia Terabody. And... In this one, I can't really explain what's happening in this one because unless it spoils exactly what happened in the third one. Yeah, this one was major spoilers. Yeah. It's just so far in the series. Yeah, but it it's so good. So steampunky, so paranormal, mm-hmm. so just like, mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. It's a perfect combination. Oh, yeah. Okay, so before we get into actually talking about ballads, yes, yeah, am I just stupid, <laughs> or is was his name actually Coriolanus the whole time? I because I thought it was Cornelius. Yeah, it feels like a Mandela effect. I thought the entire time that it was Cornelius Snow. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It sounds right. But like Cori Coriolanus. Coriolanus. It's like three extra syllables that just don't need to be there. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm trying to remember, which, I, I only think his first name was brought up once in the whole trilogy. The yeah. The whole original trilogy. I registered that too. But, I, even then, like, whenever I reread that, like, mm-hmm. it said Coriolanus. Yeah. But I could have sworn it was Cornelius. I mean, maybe it's like. Maybe I've... I was just. <laughs> I, you you fudged the word. Yeah, maybe I just couldn't read. read yeah, so I yeah. just said Cor- Cornelius. That's what I would say. Is like when I was reading books when I was younger. If a name came up that I just didn't know how to pronounce, I would create a new name that started with the first like three letters of it. Mm-hmm. And then when someone would say it out loud, I would get super confused because that's just not the word I've been saying in my head as I read the book. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's a, that's a valid argument. So I just kept getting distracted throughout yeah. this whole book. <laughs> Whenever they would Every say Every time they say it. Yeah. It's like, a, what? <laughs> Very valid. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> oh, I don't know how to get into this book, mm. but... What did you think of the book, like, like rating-wise? Rating-wise? Two stars. Uh, yeah, that's what I ended up on, too. As well. Such a disappointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when, like, the first three, which we'll, oh, we'll talk about later. Yeah. But the first three, four and five stars. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But this one, I did not like it. No. I started out as a three star. I gave it three stars on Goodreads. And the more I think about it, the more disappointed I am in it. And just 
It just yeah. didn't live up to the hype. No. It, it shouldn't exist. Like, there's no point in it. <laughs> yeah, especially because, like, so as an author, Suzanne Collins waited 10 years. Yeah, that's a long time. To bring out this new book and revive this beloved series. Mm-hmm. And so, like, why this story? Like, why did she decide to follow Cornelius? Coriolanus. Dang it. President Snow. There you go, Snow. Why'd she choose to follow him instead of, like... Because what I expected from whenever I first heard that this book existed before I knew the uh, premise of Mm -hmm. it, I was expecting it to be, like, maybe Hamish's story. Oh, that'd be so good. Or, like, just maybe a whole collection of short stories that like focus on Finnick and Annie mm-hmm. or Madge and Hamish and then like Effie and just all yeah. these different people yeah. that were big parts of the book mm-hmm. but like we didn't really get to see a whole lot of their life. Yeah. And so like I was expecting that. And like whenever I heard it was President Snow, I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Because we could see him evolve from when he's a teenager yeah. to when he's an adult. But, like, the book is based, is only, like, a year. If that. if It's, like, six months. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it doesn't even show the progression of him becoming the President Snow we know. Yeah, even at the end of it. Like, you could see hints of who he will become, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's still left a lot... For the imagination for, and for us to decide yeah. whenever, like, <clears throat> the whole point of this book was to tell us. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it didn't answer any questions. It, it answered some questions that I didn't know I had. Like, mm-hmm. what the first couple hundred games looked like. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And sort of life within uh, the capital. But other than that, like, I, I had never thought about it. And even after reading the book, I still don't care about Snow. Or want to know any more about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was glad that he did not get a redemption arc. And that she didn't try to spin him as, like, Mm -hmm. this good guy. But just, like, corrupt and whatever. I'm glad he was, like, gross the whole way through. Yeah, he wasn't corrupted by, by like, heartbreak or something. Or, like, his his Mm -hmm. one true love was murdered in front of his face. So, yeah. It was... I don't know. He just seemed lukewarm the entire time. Yeah. Like, he's just... If, like, if he was on those, like, alignment charts that are, like, lawful good or chaotic evil, like, those types of things, yeah. he would be, like, dead center. <laughs> he's got no personality. Like, he's just... He's just in it for himself. Yep. For everything. Yeah. And that's it. But... What did you think of the first, like, the Hunger Games evolution? Like, what we mm-hmm. knew were the Hunger Games in the, like, before the series, and then, like, what we saw, like, in the 10th annual and before then. Oh, oh, you mean, like, the actual games themselves? Yeah, the actual I, games. I found that very interesting. That was actually my favorite part of the book. When I first read the, the original trilogy back mm-hmm. 2012 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I always envisioned the capital as, like, this very wealthy, powerful uh, center of the country. Uh-huh. Um, and because of that, I always assumed that the games were 
at the level that we see them in the original trilogy. Maybe, you know, I mean, it was 75 years, so yeah. lower technology. Um, but still, I guess, the same amount of planning and the same amount of hype, I guess. Yeah. Where it's still televised and everyone watches and everyone cares. Um, but what we see is, like, an arena, like, a literal... Roman arena. Yeah, Roman arena with stands around it. And they're just dropped in there. Yeah. You can't see, like, the only places the cameras can see are in the stands and on the ground. So if they go underneath the stands, they're just gone and you have no idea if someone Well, dies. they weren't, like, before <sighs> the tenth ones, the only reason they could go behind the stands in the tenth one was because of the bombs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, before then, it was just literally, like, you're in a circle with a bunch of weapons. So the games lasted, like, a day and a half. Yeah. Because you could see everybody in a circle around you. If, if that. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. all someone have to have to do is just, like, stay awake longer than everyone else and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was... I mean, it, was, it made sense within the capital that Suzanne built for the 10th uh, Hunger Games, like, in that time frame. Mm-hmm. It made sense that that's where the games would be. I didn't expect the capital to be... Hungry and poverty stricken. Yeah, and it it almost felt like district levels of poverty. Um, yeah, it was kind of twelve or anything, but it was it was weird to see like the capital in poverty Mm -hmm. and like they weren't that better off than the districts, but they were trying to make themselves feel like they were better off. Yeah, and maybe that's supposed to be where Susan is just hoping we assume that Snow is responsible for. Turning the capital into this mega wealthy, well-fed um, society. Maybe I don't know, mm. but the like I, I, it was really easy to like get disgusted by the games in this book just because of how like barbaric they were, like because the the all, like they're thrown. Okay, once they call the names, you know. Mm-hmm. They're thrown into these cattle oh, oh, cars, oh, yeah. cattle trains, yeah. and they're not fed, and then they're thrown into this abandoned monkey enclosure cage. at the zoo. Yeah. yeah. And the, and they don't and <laughs> they're they not don't fed. feed them. Uh-huh. They have to like beg for food from the people bring, like visiting. Mm-hmm. And so like how like I don't know, like, what they were actually, like, in that book trying, like, the the people running the games yeah, yeah. in that time period. Like, I don't know what they were trying to convey. Like, the, the thing of, like, continuing the war and, like, paying mm-hmm. for, like, what the districts did. Yeah. Like, if they didn't have TVs to watch it, you know, like, you're just taking kids and then that's all they see. And then they're gone. And you sort of forget about them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that struck me as weird, too. It did mention that in previous years, so this is the first year with mentors, mm-hmm. and they're trying it out with students, and Snow is one of them, right? Yeah. So they had mentioned that previous years, when there weren't mentors, they would just take the kids, they get off the cattle carts, and are dumped directly into the arena, and then the games are over in two days. Um, but this one, they're doing the very first interviews with Flickerman's Dad? I don't know who that... The guy's name was Flickerman. Yeah. Maybe I, that's a title? I don't know. I'm assu- I am I assumed it was like his dad or grandfather. Maybe. It wasn't Caesar. It was something else. Something Flickerman. Um, but anyways, they had interviews sort of televised. Um, 
But it took like, they were going to do these interviews, but it took like two weeks, not maybe not two weeks, it took like a full week of them sitting in this monkey enclosure to get their one set of interviews. Yeah. And then they were in the arenas and uh, it just wasn't needed. Um, except for like space fillers so that the book would be longer. Yeah. This the, book was 500 pages. Not needed. Ugh. Oh like the God. entire, like after the... After the games, it just wasn't needed. Like, <laughs> that entire three-month, four-month period that it showed was so pointless. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, like, as the game... Like, if the Hunger Games, the original trilogy, if they had been, like, with these games from this book, I don't think they would have done as well. Oh, yeah. No, not Like, at all. I... Even though it's horrific and it's still mm-hmm. kids killing each other... Like, those feel more, like, the games we know feel more like actual games instead of just, yeah. like, murder. It's Yeah, it's got the entertainment factor, which sounds very capital of us to say. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> they do a way better job of making it entertaining to watch kids be murdered by each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what it is, really. Because these, ah, oh, man, these games are so boring. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was, like, like I don't know. I understand that there weren't um, careers Mm -hmm. um, from the first couple districts, and there wasn't, like, a cornucopia, and they didn't have any of, like, the the ways they used in the original trilogy to make the games happen Uh and be games and be fun and entertaining to watch. Um, But there was Reaper? Was that the guy's name? Yeah. That was, like, his... We don't know very much about him, um, but he was from, like... One, I think, maybe three. One of the one of the early, yeah, the top ones. Yeah, okay. one of the top three. Um, and he was very aggressive in the beginning. He like he threatened violence against Snow, and then right before they go into the games, he says he apologizes to everyone personally. He's like, "Hey guys, sorry, I'm gonna have to murder you." Yeah, because he's very confident that he's gonna kill everybody. And then in the games, he like napped in the stands like he the only way susan showed him being confident and aggressive was him being out in the open that's all he did did he actually kill anyone or did he killed one person maybe two i don't know i don't know because all i remember of him is like taking the bodies in a pile and covering them with this weird thing about the bodies and like he wasn't eating them or anything he just laid them out in a nice row yeah. Because they weren't being picked up because they they had no budget. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was like, why did he exist? Why did it act like he was going to be this awesome murdering career? Mm. And yeah. And he just laid there the entire time. Yeah. Not well right now. Like, I don't remember any of the other tributes. Oh, yeah. No, none at all. Like, all the only thing that this book focused on was Lucy. Mm-hmm. Which, like, mm. If we just get into her, why? Why was she, why, why her character arc? Yeah. Why her as a character? Like, to me, if, if this becomes a movie, which, you know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, I'll still watch it just because I'm trash for Hunger Games. Once, yeah. But, um, Lucy Baird, to me, was like, I could see her being played by, like, a Do- Zoe Deschanel and being, like, a manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. Like, just this weird, for no reason, like, just yeah. quirky to be quirky type I, of person. I'm so quirky. I'm so weird. 
Yeah. Like, it just... Yeah. It... Her arc of, like, going from this, like, person who sings on stage and, like, wants all the attention on her to, like, basically trying to kill Snow? Sort of? Don't even know about that one. That was so well... Like, so ill-written and conceived. Yeah. Like, it it didn't make sense. Yeah. I never got, like, a firm grasp on what her personality was supposed to be. Because she gets... She gets drawn... Well, she's in District 12, and she gets Uh drawn her name. Yeah. And she's with a traveling circus group. Yeah. Type deal. So she's not even really supposed to be there. She doesn't belong in any uh, of the districts. She gets up there, and she starts singing. Mm -hmm. She does a little performance. Yeah. Like, why, though? Like, I... The amount of singing in this book, or the amount of songs, like, listen, one, if I'm reading it, I'm I would just, just skip right past I'm just skimming over yeah, those I songs. Yeah, I never read songs. But then, like, in the audiobook, so the audiobook was narrated by, I always get his name wrong, but it was Greg from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Or Hans cool from Frozen. Cool dude. He has a great singing voice. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had just given him, like, a tune to go off of... Like, he could have sang those songs, yeah. and they would have been amazing. Like, because we know the tune to The Hanging Tree. hmm And we know the tune to that meadow song. The deep in the meadow, under the willow, soft bed of road. The one that... Um, are they from the movies? Or are they yeah, the one that the he... Um, when <laughs> Rue dies, oh. she sings to Rue as yeah. she dies. So, like, we know the tunes for those. Mm-hmm. So, like... He could have easily sang them, but he just spoke them. And it just, because there were so many songs. Yeah. It just, like, I was like. It was like, like 10 I, songs I get it. written out yeah. in the book. Separate songs, like different ones. I don't know. I, I didn't like her as a character. And so, for that f- fact, I didn't actually care. Oh, yeah, I didn't care at all. And also, I also did not care about the quote-unquote romance why, though? Yeah. Why does it exist? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to send this girl to her death, but man, is she cute. Yeah. Uh, she likes me. Why does he, why does, I don't know, like, they have no interaction besides, like, him showing up, giving her crackers, and she sings a song. Like, he knows her for less than a week. Yeah. Right? Before she goes into the games. Yeah. I, and then they just generate this like this romance for no reason. I feel like it's probably trauma bonding, you know, like Maybe, going yeah. into this game and like all this stuff. But also I feel like the main reason Lucy Baird is a character and the main reason for the romance is for in the original Hunger Games, for the hatred that President Snow gives to Katniss to make more sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, he hates her because she sings these songs that Lucy Baird created. Mm-hmm. He hates her because she's a girl from District 12 and is getting all this attention like Lucy Baird did. Yeah. And she's winning the Hunger Games and all this stuff. So, like, I feel like that's the only reason. Yeah. It was, it was like... It was like Susan Collins made... A puzzle. I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this. Mm-hmm. Right? She made like, she made a, uh, or wrote a mystery, right? She wrote a mystery 
And the way you were supposed to write a mystery is you start from the back and you're like, okay, these are the clues that I need to find. And mm-hmm. these are the ways you find the clues. Yeah. But she just did it completely backwards. So she wrote she wrote out The Hunger Games. And she was like, ah, oh, crap. I sort of have to explain why. And it's, I don't know, it just seems so shallow. And I just feel like this book, like, yeah, I, even if you had told me that, like, I wasn't going to like this book, I still <clears throat> would have read it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's Hunger Games. Definitely. And even if she, I hope she doesn't, but, like, even if she does, like, make a series out of these books, like, I'll still read them mm-hmm. because they're Hunger Games. And I feel like part of this book, this book wasn't as well polished in the plot aspect of it yeah. because it's Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. People are going to read it because it's Hunger it Games. It doesn't need to be polished. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... With Cornelius and just Cornelius. all... <laughs> wow, I'm not even trying. Okay, um, with him and, like, all the Easter eggs that yeah. she tried to put in to the original Hunger Games, like, to me, made this feel like fan fiction. I wonder if it was. Maybe, maybe Susan <laughs> Collins saw this on... What's the website? Wattpad? Wattpad, Wattpad? Yeah. Maybe she saw this on Wattpad. Like, just like the first chapter. And she was like, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it was just, like, so she wanted to, like, have all these memories and, uh-huh. like, have all these ties to the original one. So she, like, based her story and how it went on that. Fitting all these tiny pieces in. She's like, okay, well, now I need this scene yeah. to remind us of what happened in the first trilogy and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Espe- especially when he becomes a peacekeeper and is sent to District 12. That was the dumbest story arc. Like, <sighs> it, that that part, I feel like if she, if she had made, if she had scrapped that, mm. like, all of part three, and she had, like, maybe after this game, like, showed President Snow, like, Helping evolve the games and twist them. Jump and into then the future. Maybe even, mm. like, Lucy is... Because she won, like, and because he wants to keep her because he's in love with her, he builds the Victor stuff mm-hmm. to, like, the Victor have her be well taken care of and yeah. that he can visit her. And, and just, like, if she had gone left when she went right, I feel like this book could have... I would have liked it more. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the third act when he was a peacekeeper was just her jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's like, the, the reason she did it, though, explained in the book, was his enemy, mm-hmm. wasn't it? The the original uh, games designer, um, um I, don't I forgot the title name. and... The but yeah, the guy who created the Hunger yeah, Games with the, his dad. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original creator of the Hunger Games, who's in charge, the master of the game. What's the? It it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, um, this guy is like, congrats on winning. And normally you'd get a scholarship and go to college, but I'm gonna send you to twelve as a punishment, and you're gonna be a peacekeeper and serve for the rest of your life. And he's there, and there's this there's this arc of the story that was completely pointless and loathsome, and then. He gets back three months later, 
And the guy that sent him there was like, well, did you like your field trip? I sent you there for character building. No. As he, training. He didn't say that. The game maker did. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but those are two different people. Oh. Because the game maker is like this kind of crazy woman who was would say like, hippity happity. Yeah. And But then the, the other guy, the guy who created the games isn't the game maker. Oh, 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 he was like oh, the dean or something. You're right. The dean. Dean Highbottom. Yeah. Isaac Hyde bottom. Yeah. So like they they were two different people. So the the game maker That's right. said that she sent him to there for so summer vacation. Okay. Yeah. I misremember now. Hmm. Still. Yeah. Sent it, it for summer vacation. So now you can start your mentorship with me. And it was just like that was the dumbest ex- explanation for him being a peacekeeper ever. Yeah. And the whole arc of him being in 12. He's a model peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, mm, but Lucy Great Bear, <laughs> she kisses me real good. I'm going to have to run away with her. Then he murders a couple people to protect her. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm definitely running away with her. And then, like, in the span of two minutes, re- like, in, in the book's time, Mm-hmm. Not in our time reading, but in t- in the book's time. Two minutes, he's like, killing Lucy Great Baird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the crap is happening? And, like, she, like, <laughs> one, how did those guns get there? Yeah. Like, did Lucy... Or some of the other guys... Do this? Because, like, no one else was running away with them. Yeah. Like, and so, like, just the fact that, like, but, I mean, those the... guns were there, and then, like... She just vanishes because mm-hmm. she knows she's going to die because no the sense. guns are there. Yeah, that makes no sense. The, no. the logical connection between her realizing that he now has his murder weapon that he had lost and the fact that he's now going to murder her because that's his ticket back home is ridiculous. Yeah. Made no sense. Like, I feel like if they were actually, like, in love, uh-huh. like, she would have been like, no, but, like... She would have, like, thought that they, yeah. they were okay. And then, yeah. like, maybe he would have, like, held the gun up to her and then, like, like, shot her while he was, like, hugging her or whatever. You Lord. know? Like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you really are in love with someone, mm-hmm. like, if you wanted to even, like, at the very end make us believe that this romance was real, like, don't just, like, make them distrust each other two seconds after, like. Yeah, they're, they are running away to start their lives in the woods together for the re- they're, they're going to live off the land for the rest of their lives or yeah pretty yeah. much cuz 13's nuked already so yeah. they don't know 13 exists and then in 2 seconds he decides to kill her but she knows he's decided to kill her and she's gone and she sets a trap with her scarf yeah but the trap with her scarf is a non-venomous snake that doesn't actually kill him yeah so maybe it's Maybe it was supposed to, like, Susan Collins was like, oh, she's so smart, like, she knew he was going to kill her, so she set up the strap, but she didn't want to kill him, but he'll think she's trying to kill him, so he's going to run back and she's going to escape. I was just like, ah! <laughs> it's like, it made me feel like uh, the scene in The Princess Bride, where mm-hmm. they, it's the poison tests, where the guy's uh, yeah. like... <laughs> You're, you think that I think that you think that I think that you're going to poison me. Yeah. So I'm going to drink my own drink. <laughs> None of this makes sense together. <laughs> no. oh. So like, okay. 
We'll finally do one more thing that we hate about it, and then <laughs> we'll talk about the things we enjoyed. Because there were some a yeah. few things I yeah. enjoyed. So, what was your biggest letdown of this book? Oh man! Oh, um, everything about it. Like <laughs> seriously, by the end of it, I didn't care about a single character. I didn't care about a single character ever throughout the entire book. Yeah. Um, it was. It was so shallow, and, like, she was just trying to fit these keys into locks that weren't, that they aren't built for, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she was just trying to answer all these questions that didn't need to be answered. Yeah. Um, it really, it felt, you're right, I hadn't thought of the wording, but it felt like a fanfic. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the fact that it was, that's my most important, that's my most disappointing fact about this book is that it was written at all. <laughs> Just throw in hard shade. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's pretty much mine, too. Because, yeah. like, I enjoy having Easter eggs and nods to, like, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. But, like, they need to be done well. Like, why was Tigress even a character? Mm-hmm. So Tigress, in the third book of The Hunger Games, yeah. is the person that, like protects them and, like, hides them, hides them while they're in the capital. Yeah. And she was this, uh, she was one of the stylists for the games. Yeah. But now she was this, like, poor woman who looked like a tiger, you know? She was modified into a tiger. And she ate yeah. raw meat. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, why, why have her in this story if you're not even going to show, like, how they, how Cornelius and Tigress become, like, separated yeah. or like they like have a a breaking in mm-hmm. a strain in the relationship like that wasn't shown and so like why have these specific things in the book if you're not going to actually explain or show like how they change from yeah. beginning to end mm-hmm. and also like mm-hmm. if lucy gray baird died at the end which like i don't think she did i don't know but still like if that happened and they only heard those two songs, like, 12 only heard those two songs, like, once, yeah. like, why, how would they remember those songs to pass and pass down those two specific songs? Mm-hmm. Down to Katniss. Yeah, all the way down to Katniss. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's just, like, it didn't answer the questions and, like, it just, it could have been, this book could have been so much. Oh, yeah. It could have and been. And I think that's mm-hmm. what the biggest letdown is, is the fact that, like, it could have been this great thing, like, this awesome, epic villain origin story. It should have remained in our imagination as that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did not, like, reading this book, I'm okay with never thinking about it again. Yep. And, like, just yeah. kind of forgetting that it's a part of the Hunger Games universe. <laughs> it's the red-headed stepchild. We're just... Oh, wow. It's a saying. <laughs> Dang it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a saying. But yeah, so I, I, I did appreciate the uh, the Easter eggs. I didn't even catch Tigress because I mm-hmm. hadn't read the original trilogy in four or five years now. Yeah. So I didn't catch Tigress. And I realized now that like in the in ballads, it mentions that she has a smaller platter of meat compared to the others because she likes to eat it raw while mm-hmm. she's cooking it. And that was a little... That was a nice little hint besides her name. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't catch it at all. So I appreciate you pointing that out to me. Um, there was the part where Snow's grandmother says, 
something about like songs like that are what start fires. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was, see, that was good. That, that just a yeah, one liner that was like, oh, because you're always so excited when you see the name of a book mm-hmm. in the book, the yeah. title of the book, in the book. Um, so that was that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are there any are there any other Easter eggs? I mean. Trying to think. I mean, there's the Mocking Jays. Yeah, the, yeah. the 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 two songs, the Hanging Tree song and the mm-hmm. Meadow song. There's the lake, the lake house that they're at. That's the lake house that. Yeah, like, I know. I knew that like part. Burned down and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so Snow knew of its existence, in like, and I guess like they don't stay there very long, but in the third or second book, in mm-hmm. the second book, um. Katniss and Gale, do they kiss there at the lake house, or is it somewhere else? I don't. I, don't I think know. it might be somewhere else. Anyways, there, I think there's hints that Snow knew of a conversation they had out there, or in the woods. Maybe. So maybe he knew to have recording. Anyways, doesn't really matter. Yeah. But. Uh, I would have just loved <clears throat> to have seen more of the game aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like that, that's what I enjoyed. Like, the whole, like, the thing I enjoyed the most, even though, like, it was, like, vile and disgusting and, mm-hmm. like, how, like, dehumanizing it truly was the beginning. Yeah. Which, I mean, kids murdering each other is always going to be always dehumanizing be. <laughs> and terrible. But, you know, like, it's just, as soon as that name is called, their humanity is stripped from mm-hmm. them. And yeah. so, like, I enjoyed seeing that and, like, kind of, I didn't need to see the complete evolution to what it was today to, yeah. to like see how it progressed but i i enjoyed that a lot mm-hmm. and i enjoyed that cornelius or coriolanus didn't have a redemption arc and that he was like that. we yeah. could see like i would have liked to have seen more mm-hmm. but we could i could tie the loose ends together to see how that 18 year old boy becomes the president even though like I don't understand how he became president because, like, in the beginning of the book, he talks about how he's going to be President Snow. Yeah, that was a running joke in the entire movie. Or the entire book, I mean. But it never, like, I felt like in the epilogue it would have explained, like, it would have been him becoming president. Yeah. And then he, he like, references he's going to be a tyrant or whatever. And it's just, like, how, he, how are you getting It never showed him making political moves. No. His only moves... Were hiding the fact that he was bone poor. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Dirt poor. Um, <laughs> bone poor. <laughs> I I thought at first, when I first started reading this book, there's a scene where he's down in the labs and he sees the poisonous snakes of multicolors. Uh-huh. Um, and I immediately clicked in my brain, there is reference in, I think, the first Hunger Games um, to a Hunger Games year where... It was a rocky terrain with poisonous snakes and only cudgels to kill each other with spiked clubs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's what's going to happen. It was referenced in the first book. Now this is going to be a depiction of it. Uh-huh. Um, because it very specifically said there was, like, half the people died because of poisonous snakes. Yeah. And, yeah, and like, Lucy Graybeard's thing is snakes. But she didn't even explain why she had a thing for snakes. It specifically said they didn't like, they didn't like her because of singing. But she has a venomous one at the reaping. Yeah. 
and then she's got him. But the reason she has him in the in the arena is because Snow cheated. Yeah. But they didn't even show him cheating. It was just like, oh, he he snuck a hanky in there. <laughs> um, oh, man. But how did he even get down there? Like, it's not like it wouldn't be... What? Had the how did he get... Like, it said that in the t- snake tank, it down sh- in the labs. It showed him putting the hanky in. What? Yeah. He was talking about it. Because, like, whenever he was talking about it, and he was he was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I need to do it to save Lucy... And all this stuff. So, like, he, like, puts his back up against the tank and, like, kind of puts, has the hanky in his hand behind his back and, like, drops it down into the tank. I straight do remember that. Yeah. So, it, it, it's, oh, it says why or, like, how he did it. Okay, okay. I was, like, because I didn't, I, maybe I accidentally skipped that part or something. (laughs) There was a glitch in the app. I don't know what I did. But, like, I just, all I knew was that she randomly was immune to them and it had mentioned before that they were... They were fine with people who they knew the smell of. Yeah. So he had Lucy Gray Baird's hanky that he had given her and she gave back? Yeah. I don't, it's just... Anyways, I expected it to be that referenced Hunger uh-huh. Games. And it just wasn't. So that was weird. And I mean, I understand that, I guess, in this time period of the capital, they wouldn't have had that level of games where they have like a full like custom-made arena. Mm-hmm. But that sort of threw me off. Is there anything you enjoyed? One stars. I've taken it down. It's one star. Now. Oh. I've, it, this this discussion alone has lost it a star. <laughs> I hate this book so much. It's the worst. Well, I thought about giving it, um, whenever I first finished it, I thought about giving it three stars because I enjoyed the audiobook. Mainly because of who narrated it. Yeah. Even though, like, the narrate, like, the well, audiobook. his name up so we can give him a shout out. You keep talking. I mean, I know his name. I just can't pronounce it. Oh. I'm going to try you're good. Okay. So, the only thing with the audiobook was that there were, like, it'd be, like, a sentence or two where it would sound like he's, like, more muffled and, like, his hands are in front of his mouth or he's, like, farther away from the mic. Yeah. And it would, like, sound like that and then mm-hmm. it would go back to this clear, loud voice after a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just one sentence or two. And, it, and that happened, like, a handful of times. Yeah. And that was, like, the only, like, complaint about the audiobook. But other... Th- and also, he doesn't sing the songs. He just kind of speaks them. And he doesn't have the best, like, female voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fe- his females. And maybe that's another reason I didn't like Lucy. Because, <laughs> like, I... Yeah. But, like, I was more intrigued with the audiobook than I was whenever I was physically reading it. Yeah. And so I was like, because of that, I should give it three stars. But then I was like, well, I'm not really rating this book on the audiobook. Your name on the writing. Yeah. And so because of that, it's two stars. His name is Santino Fontana. Cool name, though. Santino Fontana. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just like Spaniard. It sounds very Spaniard. I don't really think it matters. (laughs) It's a cool name, dude. Good job. Congrats on your on your name. <laughs> One star. Read this book if you care about the franchise. Otherwise, avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Is trash, that... trash garbage book. Oh, yikes. <laughs> um. So, any final thoughts? Man, I would like the short stories 
Maybe not even short stories. Like Haymitch's... I know that Haymitch's games are explained in pretty good detail in the second book. Yeah. But I would love... I would love to see his entire story, like, through the games and maybe... I don't know. Because we know that he's done 25 years of... So he's watched Mm -hmm. 50 kids die under his direction. Yeah. That's pretty tough. Um, And we know he's a straight alcoholic, um, which is understandable in his situation. Um... But uh, I would love to see that story. I would love to see Phoenix Games. Um, man, I don't know. I had a so I had a, I had this uh, little epiphany that didn't pan out, but I really wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Where I had to look up Snow or not Snow Coin, President Coin of District Thirteen. Uh-huh. I had to look up her name because I was like, <gasps> President Coin is Lucy Gray Baird. She escaped and she went and she found Thirteen and she became the president. Um, but in the, in one of the books, in the third book, um, it says that she's 50. And mm. this, these games were 65 years ago. I was like, darn beans, man. That yeah. though, that would have been, that, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Like, it made sense. If you're gonna have a tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending of the book, where it was like, Sejanus, did he die? Yeah, he died. Was he killed? He was hung. Yeah. He was hung. Man, I just zoned out by the end of it because I really didn't care. But so, 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 Janice, he was from District 2. Uh-huh. And in the in the rebellion that nuked 13 and, like, started the games, his father was the owner of a munitions company in District 2, which made him so wealthy that he bought his way into the capital. Mm-hmm. So Janice always hated the capital because he didn't feel like he belonged there. Mm-hmm. So he had this, like, rebellious streak the entire time. Yeah. And then when Snow was sent to 12, so Janice was like, yeah, let's do it. And he went to 12 too. And then he joins in with the rebellion, gets hung. And then at the end, with like zero, like the only interaction that Snow had with Sejanus' family is when he tried to demand money from his, like, he was like, hey, I saved Sejanus' life. Give me money. Yeah. And his, the father was just like, I don't even recognize that you're asking. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Not really. It wasn't rude or anything, but he, was, he just like artfully didn't notice. Yeah. That Snow was demanding money because he was broke as bone. Dirt, bone, bone poor. <laughs> um, but then at the, Sejanus is killed and it's like, oh, uh, Sejanus' parents made Snow their heir. And he became mega rich. Yeah. And he's gonna be the head game maker. Just like, why though? It just like the whole ending just felt like a really bad like fan fiction of needing a happy ending. Uh So he gets he gets rich. He gets Mm -hmm. all this money. He gets his family that he doesn't care about, but they want to have him because their son was killed and Uh, all this other. It's just it was so shallow. Yeah. It just made no sense. Like, in the... I felt so bad for Sejanus, though. Like, I don't... I don't understand half of the things he did. But, you know, I felt bad for the kid. Yeah. Like, he was just very tormented. He was probably the only decent human there. Oh, yeah. Because... Totally. He was Mm -hmm. trying to find a way to actually help people and not just help them enter the arena. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah. So, final thoughts. Uh, this book, I mean, if you're really into the Hunger Games, <laughs> we've basically told you everything that happens. Yeah. So, but you know the story. Like no. I'm, I'm okay with this being a Hunger Games book, but I also would have been perfectly okay if the Hunger Games never got another book. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Like if this hadn't have actually been a thing, maybe if she had done like this is a novella or whatever. You know. Yeah. This is to Hunger Games that Cursed Child is to Harry Potter. Harry Potter, like. Ten years after she finished writing, she wrote mm -hmm. a play. Actually, it was a it was a playwright, mm -hmm. um, and it was it was it wasn't a prequel. It was a sequel uh -huh. um, about like I don't know, ten or fifteen years in the future, and everyone hated it. And all it was was just like she was answering fan questions about what happened in the future. That's all it was. That's mm. the only reason it existed, and that's what this is. Yeah. Well, it was just. I don't even know. It was just a way to get more money. Yeah. Because it has the Hunger Games logo on it. Which... So disappointing. I fell for it. Well, I didn't actually fall for it. The library fell for it. <laughs> they bought that copy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So... Glad we didn't spend money on it. No. Sad. It's, it's sad, though. Like, I'm... I would have been so much happier if I got to keep my... What I thought was the the history mm -hmm. you know and just what i assumed or what i imagined because yeah. this is a much more disappointing and i could have written a better sequel than her <laughs> easy beans i should have been her ghostwriter for this not some 13 year old i'd like to see you try bet if you don't have anything else to say i guess we're done talking about ballad of songbirds and snakes even you have to read it you have to look at it that name it just doesn't roll off the tongue very well. No, it doesn't. I mean, it makes sense because is it the ballad, or is it ballads, ballads, ballads of songbirds and snakes. Ballads of songbirds. Yeah, like it makes sense because you know, mockingjays and snakes, snakes. But like, the mockingjays didn't play a role. I mean, they were in the, the book, but like they weren't. Yeah, but she kept mentioning in the book that like something, it's it's not over until the last mockingjay sings or. Something Which like was that. just a reference to the trilogy over and over and over yeah. again. So, like, but because I, I do think it's a clever title, and I will give her that. Yeah. But. I appreciate her defining ballad in the book, because no one knows what a ballad is. It's a song with a story. So. I guess that's it. Sunday. Yeah. This was fun, though. Like, I enjoyed doing this. Yeah. Okay. I'll well, be a, I'll be a guest star on your uh, <laughs> channel anytime you, you want. You mean every every other week? Yeah. Okay. I'm about it. So <clears throat> the next one or the next podcast will be the actual Hunger Games trilogy. So we'll be diving into that, and that one should be up basically around the same time as this one anyway. But the next one after that is. We'll be discussing the selection series Ooh. by Kiera Cass because that is a couple days or that podcast will go out a couple days before my birthday. And so we're just gonna celebrate my birthday with one of my favorite 
teen series. I'm excited about that. So, yeah. It's basically The Bachelor and Royalty. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So, we'll be reading that. And then the book after that, so the second July book, will be Escaping Exodus by Nikki Drayden, I think is her name. Well, that's a cool name, though. Yeah. Drayden. But that's like mm. a sci-fi book that's like up in space. Mm-hmm. Don't know much more about that. But I'm excited. And don't know how to close this out. But yeah. See you later, alligator. Ooh, that is not how After a while, out. crocodile. Nope. Peace out, Girl Scout. Um, oh, man. There's one with a cockatoo? Well, we we can figure that out for the next one, you know? I'm going to come up with a new one from every single book club. Please don't. Um, we may have to cancel the book club at that point. Stone. I've already decided to. But no, that's... <laughs> this is the two peas in a book. Book club. I guess it's a book club. When, peas in a book. When only two people read a book. Is that a book club? I think so. Okay. Two peas in a book, book club, or two peas in a book club, whatever you want to call it. Uh, thanks for watching. Nope, this is audio. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you later. Wow, that's awkward. <laughs>